Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Let's be honest, the first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking work from home fairness, Roth 401k revamps, and Mr. Beast's debt dystopia. Yeah, so how much of Mr. Beast's success do you think comes from the fact that he's named Mr. Beast? But <laughs> I don't think that's how he came out of the womb, though. <laughs> it's just a very, I don't know, it sounds like you're owning it, if you're going to call yourself Wouldn't that be Mr. rad, though, Mr. Beast? if he did? Like, if your That parents, was his actual legal first name. so much belief in you <laughs> that they were like, we're going to call you Mr. Beast. It makes me think of uh, some of UGA's... you got a lot to live up to. Football, you're either going to fail hard or succeed well. Football player, like Champ. Like, I'm thinking of right. like the Bailey brothers, Champ Bailey, Boss. It was Champ and Boss That's right. back in the uh, what, late 90s, early 2000s. They lived up to the expectations. <laughs> yeah. And, to, yeah, to, like, to a certain extent, you rise up to the occasion maybe you fulfill your destiny perhaps i don't know depends on how you believe and all that kind of stuff i i gotta say i feel like i'm living out the name joel Joel, (laughs) perfectly well uh man this is our friday flight and in fact we're going to talk about personal finance and the different stories in the news that pertain to it one of which i guess we'll touch on quickly here like bitcoin it's been in the news recently yeah it's been on a you can buy bitcoin now yeah. via etf or well, it's been in the news for a while because oh, basically over the past 12 months it's been rising uh, on the rise as folks were expecting or hoping maybe that bitcoin was going to be able to be able to be purchased in like a mainstream 
brokerage. But yeah, that officially got passed yeah. earlier this week. Well, yeah, the SEC finally gave approval. They right? approved and, it. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those things where if you're like, oh, I want some exposure to Bitcoin, but I don't know. I don't want to go through all the hassles of cold storage and and owning the actual <laughs> Bitcoin, like having it on my person, then this is a way where you can now buy Bitcoin. You don't Bitcoin. have to put the Bitcoins in your pocket, Joel. Right. You don't have to have it on your person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Via the... Okay, okay. I just I want to know, make sure you know. I don't know all the mechanisms. No, but that, that's what crypto purists would say, right? Is that you should actually own the Bitcoin. You should have it stored on the proper device and you should have it in your possession, right? Like password protected. Yeah. Um, all but, the guys that are waiting on the fall of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, But other people say, listen, I just think this is a new asset class that I want some exposure to. Mm-hmm. And now it's easier than ever to do that. So via one of these spot Bitcoin ETFs. And, mm-hmm. and if you're looking to do that, if you're interested, Matt and I, we always say, keep your exposure to cryptocurrency minimal. It's not that it's not okay to own a little bit. That's totally fine if that's something you're interested in. And if you're doing the boring stuff in a you know to, to a, a meaningful degree, yeah. go for it. But if you, the, the lowest expense ratio, Matt, because there were like 10 or 11 of these that launched this week, it's really important to look mm-hmm. for. And so I looked into it just to see like which Bitcoin fund seemed to have the lowest cost. It's one called BITB. So uh, yeah, we'll link to that one in the show notes. Like, And again, this is not us saying you should go buy Bitcoin. That's we don't necessarily think that, uh, but just kind of to put it out there, this is news. It's financial news, and it's worth noting. Yeah, I'll say that we don't think that you should actively go out there and buy Bitcoin, but if you do own some Bitcoin or want to own some, then that's totally fine. Yeah. Specifically, if you keep that under five percent of your overall investment portfolio, a little low cost exposure can't hurt. Again, if you're doing all the other things and yes, you're doing yeah, them yeah. <laughs> regularly and you're doing them well, right? You are maxing uh, on the uh, on the index fund side of things, totally. and this is just a small sliver of what you do. Yeah, go for it. You got credit card debt? Don't even think about it. Right? Exactly. No, that shouldn't be on your radar then. All right, Matt. Let's keep going on. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Matt. The, the CEO of Wayfair sent out a memo back in December, and he basically said, "Hey, company's crushing it," which is great. But but then he said, and everyone should get used to working longer hours, which just feels so demoralizing. It feels like a weird interpretation to draw from positive sales data. Hey, guys, we're doing great, and you're going to need to be at your desk more often. It's like a don't slack off just because we're ahead. <laughs> right. It, it sounds like a, I don't know, maybe it could be interpreted as like a fourth quarter kind of pump up pep talk. Yeah. Perhaps. Let's get back at it. Nose to the grindstone, right? Yeah, exactly. But he also said, he said, and I quote, blending work and life is not anything to shy away from. <laughs> and I, I don't disagree to a certain extent. Like, I love our, what we do. I love our work. And I feel like our work is more to me than just work. Um, but now is as good a time as any to question that belief about whether or not blending your work and life is something you should be doing more of. Um, and if it's something that you want more of or not, or, or whether you want more work-life balance this year, is it your goal to work more in 2024? That might be okay if that's a goal of yours, but not just because your boss says that's how it's going to be. And so I'm sure the CEO of Wayfair is a totally fine guy. This is normal corporate speak. I know. I've been there. I've worked for those companies. They, they you know, try to get more out of you in all these interesting, uh, seemingly kind ways. But this is also the kind of stuff that gets people thinking about what they actually want out of their lives. It's it's a it's a phrase like that. It's a retort like that. It's a memo like that from a CEO that makes them question whether or not they want to stick around at a company like that, even if profits are soaring. I think this is a good cause for all of us to take a step back and take the reasonable approach of questioning whether or not the company that we work for, how much we're working, how much we're investing in our career, in our day jobs, like 
Is it too much? Because for some people, the answer might be yes. Sure. Okay, so there's an article in Bloomberg about productivity and your personal well-being. And similarly, right, like like it was asking this question about the extent to which those two things are at odds is kind of like what we're talking about here. Because obviously, if you're not productive at all, well, you're probably not going to be very happy yeah. if you're not working. But the, if, the couch potato doesn't necessarily uh, feel ridiculous amounts of self-fulfillment. Unless they have somehow reached nirvana there <laughs> on the couch. But let's say, for instance, your job and productivity is your number one priority. Well, you're not going to be maxing out your happiness either because you're not going to have any time for the other things that most likely matter more to you in life. And so there's a, a happy medium. It's sort of like we talked about on Wednesday with Michael Easter. Moderation, right? Like <laughs> That is what's key. Uh, but the question, as always, it comes down to what it is that you are optimizing for because... You can guarantee that your employer or that CEO of Wayfair, he is optimizing for profits for yeah. his company. He wants to juice more productivity out of you. Exactly. The thing is, those desires of that CEO or your boss, it also might coincide with what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your life as well. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with work. It's one of the beautiful things about work, and we talk about this often, but it is like it is a tangible measure of the value that you're able to provide other people. And when you can see it through the, through that lens you realize how amazing work can be, right? Mm -hmm. Because on one hand, you think, oh, well, I just want to be able to provide, I want to do something that feels fulfilling for me as an individual, and I want to help my fellow human being. Well, you combine that with a job, where which is like your ability to literally receive tangible dollars, or value income, yeah. for that. Well, that's an amazing thing, and it tells you that you are able to provide value to people. So we're talking about work here, but this is just a call to be intentional about these sorts of questions because it's just too easy to find yourself doing the same thing on repeat without asking why. Just because your boss is wanting you to do that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do that. Another thing we talked about with Michael, well, actually, we didn't talk about it. In his book, he talks about, he talks a lot about adventure and he talks about the hero's journey. Yeah. And that's what we want. We want for you to be asking yourself these questions. And I, don't know, I feel like this is like a trope. We want you to be the main character in your own life. <laughs> like all that kind of crap. But it sounds pithy, but it's also very serious because it can have long lasting implications as to what it is your life is going to look like. I think that corporatism and bureaucracy are two of the things that actually give people the kick in the butt that they need to go do something on their own. It causes them to ask those yeah, questions? Yeah. Absolutely. It's dude. like, okay, cool. I kind of liked my job and I kind of like the people I work with, but my goodness, the bureaucracy is getting overwhelming and I, I just, I feel stifled by it. That is one of the things that actually leads to innovation and to people doing their own thing. Totally I think agree. that's a good thing. Sometimes sometimes these companies, they get too big, they get too stuffy, and the people who aren't down with that, they're going to go start something interesting or they're going to move on and go to a company that's doing something a little more nimble. Um, so, yeah, n again, not trying to throw Wayfair under the bus. Just saw that. I thought it was an interesting <laughs> thing and it was worth talking about. Speaking of jobs, Matt, the job market, it's not slow, but it's also not in fuego like it was, right? It's Maybe not, it's slowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slowing, right? Which is actually a good thing, right? U.S. job opening actually uh, fell in November to their lowest level since March 21. And in much of 2022, there were two job listings for every job seeker. I remember those days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, that's down to 1.4, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing. It's actually a sign that the economy is normalizing. Uh, it was out of whack there for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. And so job switchers, by the way, another uh, uh, consequence is that they're not getting paid the premium they were 12 to 18 months ago to switch. So if you wanted to move down the road, go to a different company, well, you know what? A year ago, a year and a half ago, you had your pick of the litter and you were going to get a big raise. Today, 
you're going to get a raise, but not quite as big of a raise as you mm-hmm. would have before. So what does that mean for you? Well, if you, if you do want to switch things up on the employment front this year, 1.4 jobs per job seekers. There is still ample opportunity. You're just going to have to work for it probably harder than you would have had to in 2022. Exactly. And you're probably not going to get that pay bump maybe that's stratospheric like you would have hoped. Yeah, the the unemployment rate, it's still below 4%, which is near historic lows. So keep that in mind. Uh, and by the way, Harvard Business Review, they did a, a fascinating study about the fairness or actually the lack thereof of working from home. Uh, they, they were highlighting the disparity in the research that they found. And the meat of their findings uh, are that the ability to work from home, it actually increases as your education, as your pay level, and as your work experience increase. Hmm. And so basically, the further along you are on, you know, within those dimensions, the more likely you'll be applying for jobs that allow you to work from home at least some of the time. And so... There's definitely like a level of inequality to working from home. It's fascinating, though, that they're focusing on sort of like the fairness or the disparity of between the different sort of industries out there. Because bottom line, like there are going to be certain industries that allow you to work from home and yeah. other other industries that don't allow you to. It's not necessarily about it's just the nature. It's, it's the nature of certain jobs. Like imagine if a restaurant owner or somebody was just like, oh, man. I wish I could work from home. No, that's yeah. like the entire industry that you're in is very con- customer facing. You are out there in person. And the flip side of that is true as well. Like it makes me think about somebody who's a computer programmer, or a software engineer. And if they're sitting there at home by themselves working and they're like, oh, man, you know what would be awesome if I had more colleagues around me, buddies, like work buddies. I don't have work buddies. Yeah. Well, dude. Like the inherent nature of your job lends itself to you being alone at a computer <laughs> for like 10 you know hours those a proverbial day. water cooler conversations? <laughs> I want some of those. I know. Oh, I wish it was like the old days where you, we're all just farming. <laughs> uh, it just, I don't know. It, it seems a little bit silly, but it is important to keep in mind that, yes, there are different things we can pursue if we're looking for higher levels of the ability to work from home. But that bottom line that there are some industries that just don't provide yeah. that as an option that's right you yeah. want to be a, work at the grocery store there's no work from home at the grocery yeah. store like that does, <laughs> that's just not how it works yeah exactly um, but it is interesting and i think that's true like the those three things matt you increase your education your pay level and your work experience and you're in the right sector that's going to increase your chances of being able to work from home if that's important to you yeah i just thought of something else too which is like it makes me think about what if ever so what if everybody were restaurant owners in our little town here mm-hmm. that kind of seems like a weird place to live right <laughs> or, or like what if everybody were like computer programmers or accountants that work from home or something like that that doesn't that sound like a terrible place to live you want a mix you want the mix like the variety that we have within our culture and society i think is what makes towns and places that we choose to live that's what makes it beautiful sure uh and so i don't know i think there's a place for all types of jobs, yeah. whether or not you're working from home or not. Sometimes at different points in time, too. You might be, yeah, exactly. like, oh, work from home works great for me now. And then it's like, wait a second, I want to get back in the office. I miss the culture. And as we've said many this, times. We don't have some sort of like caste system where you're locked into right. being a hairdresser for the rest of your life and you actually hate people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've also said that in particular for younger How to Money listeners, being in the office more is in all likelihood going to help your career. There's there's oh, there's yeah. been a few different things that have come out just saying that the more you're in the office, the more you're in front of your boss, the more you're contributing in person, the more likely you are to get a raise, the more likely you are to get a promotion. So especially if you're in your 20s, um, I get the the desire to work from home. And I'm not saying that like you shouldn't do it at all, but I'm just saying there's trade-offs that come with working from totally. home. Totally. Yeah. All right, let's talk about 401ks for a second, Matt. Roth, 401K, Roth 401ks in particular 
Nine in 10 employers now offer a Roth 401k option these days, which is good news, especially in those early earning years. That can make the most sense as an option of which account to go into. And there's an interesting change that started January 1st, which now allows you to get the match from your employer in Roth form too, because back in the day, it used to be you contribute to the Roth, but then your employer is contributing essentially to a traditional 401k with those match dollars. This feature might be harder to find, even though it's now legal, um, just because it's so new and only recently came into being. But in years past, there was, like I said, that traditional bucket and the Roth bucket, if you were contributing to one, well, your employer was contributing to the other. Now you can get all that money into a Roth if your employer says, hey, yeah, they're sign we're signing up for this. This is what we're doing. I'd be curious to know what's coming out from HR emails across the country. And for our listeners who have a Roth 401k mm -hmm. option, again, most people have a Roth 401k option, but are their employers now doing this and sticking their match dollars inside the Roth 401k too? If you're listening and that has happened, your employer's already basically said, hey, we're going to do this. Please let us know because that is a, that is a big perk, funneling even more money in, into that tax advantaged account that'll never be taxed again. Yeah, especially if you are like, again, I feel like we're targeting all the younger workers out there. If you are early on in your career and you don't have a high income right now, but you have the ability to yeah. pay taxes on those contributions at a, at a fairly low level and knowing that you will never be taxed on any of that money ever again, that's pretty huge. Kind of front loading some of that sacrifice, yeah. letting those dollars grow for decades and decades. With exactly. Never, you know, the growth. And then the uh, when you take that money out, not going to be taxed. Yeah. Uh, that being said, listen back. We, we talked with Sean Mullaney last year in and we kind of debated the merits of going with a Roth 401k versus a, a traditional. And Sean, specific, he's the FI tax guy. So he's all, he's operating within the framework of financial independence. Yeah. And uh, he has some great thoughts we'd recommend for you to listen back to that one. We'll link to it in the show notes. But, yeah, uh, the Roth 401k might not always be the best. But option. there is a like a both and approach. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Joel, it's all about moderation. Yeah. It's not going too hard in one direction or the other. And by the way, if you are trying to figure out where to open an IRA, you know, we're talking about Roth 401ks. Let's talk about IRAs. Well, companies like Robinhood, SoFi, they are trying to get you to open an account with them by offering the only match uh, separate from your employer. Uh, Robin tech companies, man, they they know how to do it. They're like, we see what Vanguard <laughs> and Fidelity have been able to build. Now we want we want those dollars they coming want a in piece here. of the pie. Robinhood started doing this a few months back, uh, and they've actually seen a lot of wealthy customers taking advantage of the one percent that they're offering on all transfers, which is pretty awesome. But then actually, and we talked about this on an Ask How to Money episode, but their gold account, which it does cost money, but you get a three percent match, which is uh, basically unheard of. Yeah, uh, that's the paid account. I forget what, five bucks a month or something like that? Yeah, it's 60. Five times 12 is 60. <laughs> <laughs> that's always my trick. 60 bucks a year. Uh, SoFi, they are offering a 2% match for limited time on whatever you stick in an IRA, uh, as long as you do that before tax day. Yeah, and that's a free account with SoFi. Bottom line, we think these are pretty cool, but they're also a little bit gimmicky uh, <laughs> because, yes, you are going to be able to make you know an extra... 160 what 160 if you ma max out with max the 2%, out yeah. but then you got your uh it's, it's 200 something but then minus your 60 dollars in, in annual fees i guess but just, just keep in mind there are hurdles that you're gonna have to jump through and you're gonna have to keep your money there for mo many years before that match before you vested with robin hood yeah uh it's it's kind of like switching banks in order to to gain an extra like 0.2 percent we don't want you to do that but definitely switch for an extra two percent Maybe the biggest benefit with some of these offerings is assuming and hoping that they're going to offer this forever, right? Because yeah. if you're thinking about it over the course of years and even decades, well, yeah, you're thinking this is a slam dunk. Nobody else is doing this. But that's not 
necessarily guaranteed. And, exactly. and that's the part that feels a little like, man, I, I think is if this, this was going like, to be a bait and switch? I think if this was a match for life, it's a different thing. Like even this 2% thing from SoFi, it's a limited time only. Do it by tax day uh, 2024. And if, if you don't, well, guess what? This thing goes away. And so are they going to continue this thing in perpetuity or are they going to realize pretty quickly, wait a second, we're losing a lot of money on this? Yeah. I don't know. So I just don't, for me at this point in time, I'm not going to make the switch, but I understand why some people would. Yeah. Well, and especially if you are opening an IRA for the first time. Oh, absolutely. I think it, it totally makes sense. Hey, you don't have to go through the making the transfer happen, setting up a, a yet another account. I think for folks, especially who are just getting started, I think it can it can make a, a lot of sense. Again, the other warning, though, if you're doing business with Robinhood, I love I love this match. You like this match. It's cool, man. It's the first of its kind. And it's the only time that not your employer is incentivizing you to save for retirement. It's really cool. But Robinhood is also set up to get you to trade frequently. That is kind of how the interface works. Mm -hmm. It's pretty smooth interface. It's really cool. But that really cool interface, if it gets you to log in more, make more trades, well, this 1% match could be short-sighted. It could be cheap, not frugal, right? It could end up costing you more in the long run. Yeah, losing money by making moves with your money that uh, and with your investments that you shouldn't be doing. Exactly. Yeah, because you know what you can buy over in Robinhood? Bitcoin and Ethereum, (laughs) which is why I opened (laughs) my Robinhood account years ago. is because they had the ability to to make those purchases. And that's, again, that is not where you want 95% of your retirement funds. Uh, maybe just a little That's bit, right. sure. But beyond that, yeah, don't be tempted into investing in ways that Joel would not approve of. But <laughs> Joel, I don't yeah. want to have to come to your house <laughs> and and wag my finger Dikembe Mutombo style in your face. We uh, we've got more personal finance stories to get to. We're going to talk about Mr. Beast, like we mentioned at the top. We're going to talk about lifestyle creep and a couple other stories as well. We'll get to all of that right after this. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So, it's safe to say, it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org wisefriend. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money 
Joel. So we were just recounting our trip to Scotland. This is the trip that we took this time last year, actually, with some of our friends over the weekend. And one of the highlights from Edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making (laughs) making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Matt, the Friday flight continues. Of course, we got to get to the ludicrous headline of the week. This one comes from TechCrunch, and the uh, headline read, The new American dream is to get Mr. Beast to pay off your debt. And I kind of laughed at this one a little bit, and then I also cried afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of both, right? Just because I was like, I do not want to live in a world where this is the dream. Although, I kind of think what Mr. Beast does is cool. Um, Yeah. Some of his videos, I've watched maybe a few, but... Most folks probably know Mr. Beast. We kind of talked about it at the beginning. He's a YouTube creator. He puts on these elaborate, ridiculous stunts where he's basically giving away money. In some cases, a ton of money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sometimes he will just show up on a college campus and say, how much is your (laughs) tuition this year? And the kid will be like, $36,000. And he'll hand them a briefcase of money. Yeah. To the tune of thirty (laughs) six. Or he'll be be like, that's 40. I round it up. Um, And so... It's kind of cool that he does stuff like uh-huh. that, like that he uses that very cool. his influence. and I think it's 100% cool that yeah. if that's how he wants to operate his business. It's a capitalistic endeavor on his part that actually has benefit for a lot of other people. Um, but are we in that much of a capitalist hellscape that we need Mr. Beast to pay off everyone else's debt? I don't think so. Like, are we living in this real-life squid game where we're hoping for some sort of invite, right, uh, to win a, a bundle of money because... That's the only way out of the insane amount of debt we've gotten into? I don't think so. I guess basically waiting for Mr. Beast to come around, Ed McMahon style, with a big check to your door <laughs> to to help you pay off your debt, that is pie in the sky, hope and belief. Um, and, and, and let's say even if you somehow got cast into one of his videos, one, are you going to outlast your hungry, <laughs> maybe starving neighbor or <laughs> your competition to win the grand prize? The truth is probably not. So, you know, while the Mr. Beast gimmick plays out and a few rando people strike it rich on his site uh, v- via those videos, it's on par with winning the lottery. It's not going to happen. So I, 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 I think some people see Mr. Beast and, and kind of what he's doing and they say, I went in on that. I want my debt paid off overnight. Well, yeah, wouldn't it be nice? But the truth is, if you want your debt paid off, you got to come up with a plan. And now is as good a time as any to get started. An actual plan. That's that's what yeah. I hate most about this is that you're. it's just relying on luck and it removes the agency from the equation. Kind of like, again, going back to what we were saying at the beginning of the, the last section, uh, with when it comes to jobs and what you're willing to work and, and, and what you're willing to take on and not take on. There's not a plan if you're relying on luck, if you're relying on the luck of the the luck of the draw, as opposed to funneling and directing your efforts towards something that is actually going to lead to, right. to meaningful change in your life. In your life, because the longer you sit there and don't take action, 
guess what? That debt persists and it get worse, gets worse, and your situation gets worse the longer you don't make steps to yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, while at the same time acknowledging that I think any success out there always has some degree of luck, yeah. right? Like I don't, there's there's nobody out there that's like 100 percent, 100 percent purely refined fully made like on their own right. like where it's something that they were able to completely determine there are oh. always different well, outside forces that that play that play into that but in this case well, it's just you're like, like Warren Buffett says 100% it. relying on that luck yeah <laughs> we've all we've all won the lottery just by where we were born sure. right so most of our listeners inside the United States y- there, there's there's a whole lot of benefit that accrues to you just by by the fact that you live here yeah. um, and and I just want to put in one plug too Matt if you are the kind of person who's in debt up to your eyeballs and like you are the kind who's ho- saying like I hope Mr. B knocks on my door well the first proactive step you should probably take is to talk to someone at a nonprofit uh counseling center debt counseling center money management international th- 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 those folks are great uh go check out their site find a counseling center near you if if you're in debt that that badly this is where you need to turn it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be like uh some sort of gift payoff of your debt but this is the way you're going to be able to get it under control totally so oh speaking of debt did you see that robert uh kiyosaki he's got like Evidently, he's got like $1 billion in debt and is just like, yes. I'm not worried about it because if I go under, my bank goes under. Yeah, basically, it's, I mean, Robert Kiyosaki on steroids being weird again. <laughs> we we actually replayed an episode at the end of the year about how we feel about debt and the strategic use of debt. Mm-hmm. So we actually kind of sort of agree with Mr. Kiyosaki to a certain extent when it comes to using debt wisely. Let's say you have a billion dollars in debt financed at 3%, but you have you know $10 billion of value in a real estate portfolio. Different, Guess what? Different story. I'm not really worried about what's going on with your debt, um, and you shouldn't be either. Uh, but I, I, I don't know what his balance sheet looks like. But I would just say this is a good reminder that debt can be used uh, well if used to buy income-producing assets. But also moderation on the debt front and know the difference mm-hmm. between good debt and bad debt. And it's not easy, right? Like that's why so many people, the people who make the biggest headlines, are either the ones who say debt is a gift to you, like Robert Kiyosaki does, or the person who says debt is dumb and you're an idiot for even attempting to use debt in any way, form, or fashion. Th- those extremes get all the press, but the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yep. And if you can use debt effectively to build wealth, you just got to be really, really careful when you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Don't And don't hear us point to him or mention him as uh, an example to follow. We're highlighting him yeah. because that's what we want you to avoid. Yeah. And, and by the way, so as we're talking about debt. Not, not that he has nothing good to share. Yeah. But there's some stuff. I wouldn't listen to him. There's some nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. Oh, so it makes me think of, we've got a new article on the site about what it takes to invest in real estate, the different oh. ways you can do that. It's an, an awesome uh, article. We'll make sure to link to that as well. If that's something that you're like, all right, I want to know basically all there is to know about not only finding a property to invest in, but how to manage it from like soup to nuts, basically. Financing, uh, hiring a property manager, mm-hmm. all of the above. It's a very long form, how to money influenced way uh, of like how to how to go about buying a rental property. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of housing, there is a really long article in the journal about how messed up the home and auto insurance markets are right now. And if you live in California or Florida in particular, you don't need us to tell you that. Uh, State Farm, for instance, I think they're putting through average rate hikes of 20% this year in California. Uh, But rate increases, they're actually happening across the country in the double-digit percentage range year over year. And also... We're kind of railing on potential, like the, would you say, you said like the capitalistic hellscape that we <laughs> that we live in. This isn't just an attempt by insurance companies to get rich. They have been losing money uh, because 
there have been bigger payouts over the last couple of years, in particular in states that have experienced a lot of hurricanes sure. or fires. Hello. Yeah. So it seems like, oh, it's just, it's just cash grab from the insurance companies. But in reality, when you look at their numbers, they've not been doing so hot. They have to make up for stuff, losses they've incurred. Stuff costs money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but- and heard of inflation? It, the, the, <laughs> these companies, these insurance companies are having to deal with that when it comes to rebuilds and stuff like that, too. Yeah. So here's a, a line from the article. For many Americans, getting insurance for both their cars and homes has gone from a routine, generally manageable expense to a do or die ordeal that can strain household budgets. Mm. I feel like that was pretty spot on based on the the numbers that we've been seeing, but as well as the different anecdotes we've been hearing. Yeah, I, I guess like just because it's justifiable doesn't mean it's not shocking to our listeners, right? It, it is. It, it's completely, it can be overwhelming if you're saying, oh, I'm making financial progress. Started funneling money towards my Roth IRA. I even got that 3% match because I'm doing Robin Hood gold or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and, and you're so happy about what you're doing. And then boom, you get this dropped in your lap and, you, and, and it's a 20% increase on your, on your homeowner's insurance and a 24% increase on your car insurance. And you're just like, how do I get ahead? As these bills continue popping up, and I get that uh, reaction because it is it is frustrating. So we'll offer the best advice we can to save on insurance here. One, uh, the best way to save on your insurance bill is to shop around. Every insurer sets rates differently. So use a site like Policy Genius or reach out to an independent insurance agent via a site like TrustedChoice.com. That is the lowest hanging fruit. That's the best potential way to save the most dollars. Let's say you get a massive increase in the mail, though. I would just say don't take it lying down. Like loyalty doesn't pay. Like you. you you don't get better rates because you've been with a, uh, an insurance company longer, typically. That typically is the opposite is true. Um, and, and some folks, Matt, they might be tempted to lower their coverage limits, but that's setting you up for another potential problem if you have to file a claim, more money out of pocket, right? Another uh, interesting way to save is by self-insuring more, right? And so that, that, that can mean increasing your deductible on your car or your home. That can massively reduce the premiums that you pay, but it does mean you have to have more money in cash in the savings account. That's a tactic I've taken, Matt. Uh, didn't help me out uh, when a tree fell through my house last March, uh, but still overall over the many decades, it's going to save me money on insurance. Mm-hmm. And one other thought is to ditch a car from your life, right? Because insuring fewer things is going to reduce your insurance costs. So let's say you've got three cars in your driveway. Can you get that down to two? Um, that will that will save you money just by having fewer rides in your life, less to insure. Yeah, none of those tips is like some sort of silver bullet going to save you millions, but hopefully, you know, one of those over maybe, decades maybe, will be millions. Maybe doing two of those, maybe <laughs> maybe it will have an impact. Okay, you talked about having three cars in the driveway. That actually makes me uh, think about lifestyle creep. Uh, we did a deep dive on this topic way back. I think it was episode three seventy four. But man, it is a consistently pernicious way that folks end up hamstringing the the progress that they're trying to make toward their different financial goals. Uh, and basically, like the heart of lifestyle creep is there's a little treat that you used to indulge yourself in and Maybe you would do it occasionally, but yeah. now it's something that becomes routine. And guess what? Because it's routine, it's also no longer special. And all of a sudden, the cost for you to exist on this earth has gone up every single yeah. month. Yeah, it's not the occasional latte treat. It's the now I deserve a latte every morning. <laughs> it's the, or every Monday morning. Like I mean, because it, it, I'll admit, like there are certain things that we do in life where we are knowingly and intentionally entering into lifestyle creep. Uh, so like every Monday morning, you and I, like we go to our favorite local coffee shop here and we enjoy a nice coffee. It's also for us to 
A, it's a business expense. Stretch our legs in the morning, too. But get the blood flowing, and uh, B, just to catch up, you know, as buds uh, from the weekend. But I think that's fine if that is something that you are proactively or intentionally or entering, like a a transaction that you're entering into with your eyes wide open. And as long as you don't have other goals that you're trying to accomplish, right? Because that's when, like, that's the trade-off, essentially, that you're making. Yeah. Uh, If if there are other things that you want to do with your money, well, then that's when lifestyle creep in particular can be this, this pernicious thing. Yeah, it, it comes in and it actually robs you of your bigger goals, maybe your long, more long-term future goals, because you feel like you deserve the thing in the here and now, even though you haven't budgeted for it. That's kind of the heart of lifestyle creep, I think. It's like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Like each one of these small things seems like it's not that big of a deal, yep. but what if you didn't have all But then this? you can't take that sweet family vacation without going into debt that you wanted to because yeah all those things do add up exactly Uh, and it's not that it's not okay to enjoy the fruit of your labor but it's often those decisions that we make in the heat of the moment that derail us right even if it's not some sort of oh i bought a new car today uh or oh i just like you know booked some ridiculously expensive cruise by the way if you want to book a ridiculously expensive cruise stay tuned for next week we're going to talk to a cruise expert on the show it's going to be a lot of fun. ridiculously affordable cruise Uh, ridiculously affordable that's right talking about that's right but it's always important to be aware for uh, of the potential for lifestyle creep in our lives and maybe maybe plan out a few elements of your life that you want to kind of like you're talking about matt intentionally upgrade as your financial position changes you get a 20 percent pay raise you don't have to funnel all that into your 401k nobody's saying that matt and i aren't saying that like you should be able to enjoy some of those dollars in the here and now right but just uh, plan out how you're going to spend those know the ways in which you do want to elevate your lifestyle and i think that can help keep other lifestyle creep villains from kind of coming in ruining your progress taking that money that should have gone to other stuff that you actually care about more uh sometimes it's like that immediate thing that lifestyle creep is is, is the most tempting version right it's like oh how can i upgrade my lifestyle right now it's that stanley water bottle at target or something like that which we should <laughs> talk about stanley water bottles more so dumb uh, it's well it that, i feel like that's the perfect example of of, and granted, that's not very much money, but sure, it's more than a cup of coffee. But like, it's the kind of thing that gets thrust in front of you because, in this case, like popular culture yeah. or for whatever reason, the influencers believe that this is something that people that everybody needs, as opposed to deciding for yourself. Hey, what is it for you that's going to bring about the most happiness? Yeah. That's what those these are the questions that we want you asking uh, yourself, as opposed to being like spoon fed what it is that you should think and believe. Yeah, did you even think that you needed a, a water vessel upgrade until <laughs> you saw the videos floating around a stand, or until one of your best friends showed up with one, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that does look nice. <laughs> Big old handle, right. I love it. <laughs> D- delightful straw. I mean, that's yeah. It, I if you want to own a Stanley, do your thing, but just do it because that was a choice you made to the exclusion of other things you could have done with that money Absolutely. not because you mindlessly were like time for me to be fancy and cool uh just like everybody else who's got one yeah <laughs> but all right so I, we're I gonna think, get in trouble i with think the in that, in that last rant I, is the closest i got to ever saying sheeple <laughs> <laughs> now you said it on uh, on the podcast but uh, i didn't it's been an interesting i caught, I caught myself interesting though. trend to watch uh all right that's going to do it for this episode we hope you have a great weekend can't wait to see you back here next week more great money saving content including like we said that conversation with uh, a cruise expert elana of life well cruised matt and i we've never been on a cruise before we'll see if she convinces can convince <laughs> us to go on one but uh matt that's going to do it for this one until next time Best friends out. Best friends out.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.